Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Here we go, Hour 5 of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. It is time now to be joined by a special guest, Calvin Watkins, Cowboys writer, Dallas Morning News, joining us now on 105.3 The Fan. And a good evening, Calvin. How the heck you doing over there? I'm good, I'm good. What's going on with you guys? Well, you know, we're excited to be covering the Combine and get this Cowboys offseason underway and, and saw you had a mock-up there we wanted to chat about, but we also saw you were present as uh, Dak was talking about the events of the off season, and I think that's a good place to start. What was your top takeaway from uh, chatting with Dak today? Uh, my my biggest thing with him was uh, when I said people believe you need a new voice. He said I disagree with that statement. Uh, he said I've had Mike McCarthy in my head last couple of years. You know he's going to miss uh, Kellen Moore. He said it sucks that Kellen's not going to be around. Uh, he said Doug Nussmeyer, who was a quarterback's coach, he's gone. But he, he feels like he doesn't need a new voice because Mike McCarthy's always been there. So I was kind of surprised by that. But maybe maybe I shouldn't be surprised. But I was. Hmm. Was he his normal, usual self as far as his optimism and, and positivity? It was hard to get a total read on that with about the minute of audio or, or so. But what was your overall read on, on Dak's vibe today? Uh, he's in a good mood. Uh, he's in a beautiful mood. I mean, obviously, he's talking about mental health uh, awareness and, and suicide among teenagers. So he was there uh, for an event at the Omni Hotel. So in terms of that, he was positive. In terms of football, he was he was positive. He's excited, he said, about having a great Mike McCarthy call and plays. And, you know, he's excited about the, the pending contract extension that, that he's going to get from the Cowboys and that kind of thing. So he was in, he was in great spirits. As a matter of fact, uh, his mom, Peggy, they're going to rename a, a unit at a hospital in Louisiana after her, a cancer unit. So he's mm. really excited about that. That's going to happen in a couple of weeks. So, like I said, uh, QB1 was in, was in good spirits today. Calvin, do you feel like, and I don't know, maybe I'm, it's an off-the-record question or something like that, but did did you feel like that he kind of got blamed for – this quarter for this offensive change or this play caller change did you ask him about that at all does he feel like that he's the reason why they changed the play caller uh, i didn't i didn't ask him that uh, to be honest with you um but based on what mike mccarthy said at the combine and what uh, jerry and stephen jones said at the senior bowl um there was some philosophical differences between mccarthy and kellen moore and that's what's prompting the change. Um, and I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't ask Dak if he felt like he was the, the, the source of it. But, um, you know, it's interesting that this is the second time I've asked Dak about Kellen Moore. The first time I asked him about it was at the Super Bowl, and he said he was upset that Kellen was gone. Right. And then, you know, obviously uh, today I asked him about it. He said it sucks. Mm. 
And then he, you know, he pushed back on, well, you need a new voice, you know. So uh, I don't think he, maybe deep down he believes he is the reason, but from what we've been told on the record from the powers that be, and even a couple of people off the record that I've talked to over the last couple of weeks, this is a McCarthy deciding I need to take this thing over because uh, it's not going the way I want it to go. Do you think there was a a legitimate problem between Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore to the point where, like, Mike's happy that he's gone? Uh, to be honest, I think they were hoping for Kellen to get a job. And what I mean by that is okay. they, they were hoping he would get the Carolina Panthers job so that th- this can go along smoothly. Um, and I think Mike has always wanted to call the plays. Um, when he first got here, he said, you know what, I'm going to give Kellen Moore a shot. You know, and then, as you guys know, they went through the pandemic and it was a disaster. And then in year two, um, they had a fantastic year. I believe number one offense in the league got knocked out by San Francisco. And then, of course, last well, this past year, another good offensive uh, turn. They went 5-1 and one with, with uh, your boy uh, Cooper uh, Rush. Uh, Cooper Rush with Cooper Rush. They got Dak back. They ran the ball. They finally got the ball to Tony Pollard the way they, they said they've been doing. They said they would do. And they got beat by San Francisco. And someone told me in the coaching department that the two losses to San Francisco, the one in the playoff game this year and the previous year, was kind of like the cherry on top for Mike McCarthy. Because if the 49ers are an elite team and you're only averaging less than 20 points a game against them, something needs to change. Well, Calvin, could this could this disconnect between McCarthy and Kellen be go all the way back to the Green Bay game? Could that have been the end of McCarthy and Kellen together? What when how that game ended? Having not run it enough. Yeah, that, that's that's a good that's that's a pretty good point. Um, that was not very good. That was not a good performance by Kellen Moore. That was a game Mike McCarthy wanted badly. Badly. I mean, he wanted that game more than anything. He had family. He had cousins, second cousins, eighth cousins at that game. You know, right? And he was almost crying in the week up, leading up to that game, so that might have been a, another um, notch on the belt, so to speak, to say, okay, if I'm gonna get rid of this guy, here's another reason. So you can put it on the list. Calvin, you, you've covered Dak for his entire career, and we've been talking if these offensive changes will be beneficial to him or not. Where where do you stand on that right now, with what you've heard from Mike and and how he sees this offense going moving forward? I think Dak is going to be okay. Um, I would, you know, Dak has always been one of those guys that doesn't is not reckless with the football. So when you go to this offense, because they're going to the West Coast offense, and McCarthy did say we're going to keep the terminology the same, the language basically, but we're going to change some plays and, and that kind of thing. I think Dak would be fine. Um, you know, and as Dak said today, change can be is inevitable, and sometimes change can be good. You know, I mean, sometimes I wear a goatee and then I got to just shave it off because it's what my wife wants. So that's that's what the situation is to me. It's Calvin Watkins, Morning News here with you. How risky is it to change what's been working statistically so well? Well, you might be you might be talking about a new head coach next year. <laughs> I mean, because let's be honest, McCarthy's in year four for five year deal. Okay. Right. So if it doesn't work out. Brian Broaddus, you, you've seen it. It's very few times Jerry Jones will let a coach coach in the last year of his deal. I think he did with Jason Garrett, I believe. Yep. And then, then, you know, and I can't remember. And then he got rid of uh, Chan Gailey pretty quickly. 
Parcells retired. I think Wade had two years left in his deal, you know, that kind of thing. I can't remember about Campo, but we were just you know, bad then. We just we deserve to get right. fired. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I think in this, in this situation, if it doesn't work out, um, you know, get your resumes ready. So that's just how I look at it. What do you think they view as their biggest need right now, Calvin? They need a corner. They need a cornerback. Because when you ask them about the cornerbacks they have on the roster, they only talk about Trayvon Diggs and Deron Bland. They don't say that the second-round pick, uh, Kelvin Joseph, is a guy who will step up. Um, there's some uncertainty with Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis are coming off injuries that ended their seasons early. So an free agent, so you don't know if they're going to come back, and no one has said that. So they need a cornerback. And as you guys know, Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, like big corners. They need that. They're going to need a safety. Donovan Wilson, who is, I think, their best safety, is going to be gone. The, the Cowboys are not even entertaining a long-term deal. They're not even on the same page when it comes to the money that, that Donovan Wilson is looking for. So you're going to need a safety. You're going to need a corner. Uh, Vanderus, he's gone. You're going to need a linebacker there. But, from, you know, I was talking to Will McClay, and he was like, hey, let's give Jabril Cox and Damone Clark a chance to step up. So they might go young there at linebacker. Um, I think you need someone big in the middle. Someone in the front office would say we need a big defensive tackle in the middle because, as you guys know, the Cowboys got ran up on a little bit. And Jonathan mm-hmm. Hankins, as much as I love him, he's a, he's a great guy, but he, he got hurt. So you need some youth. You need some, some beef up there in the middle. So you got to find a, a three technique, as Brian likes to call it, or whatever, whatever it is, you need someone to take on two people to stop the run. So, and then, obviously, you could say you need a wide receiver because uh, the kid they got last year, uh, I, I don't know what happened to him. And that could have been him. It could have been on the coach, the receiver's coach. Yeah, Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert was not what, yeah. you know, they, they, put a lot, they put a lot into Jalen Tolbert. But as, as I was telling Michael Gelkin, who covers the team with me, I said, the man played at South Alabama. That's nothing against South Alabama. It's, it's, I'm sure it's a wonderful school. I've driven past that school many, many a time in Mobile, Alabama. Right. But you, you got to get some ball players, man. You got to get ball players. And, and, and they, they messed up their wide receiver. So they need a wide receiver. You know, they need a running back, too. Yeah. You know, as much as they, they franchise Tony Pollard, but broadest knows being in the league for as long as he was. These are disposable parts. Yeah, better get you a running back too. So they got a lot of holes to fill. Yeah, Calvin. Uh, you know the situation though with and you mentioned with talking to Will McClay. I know that Zach and I and others are doing a lot of studying of this this draft, and I'm seeing short, slight wide receivers, slight mm-hmm. in size. Mm-hmm. It, it, did you talk to Will about any change? in maybe a philosophy, you know, there's like a couple of guys, the Zay Flowers and others that aren't really big guys but are really good players. Are they still sticking to their guns about uh, about guys that, that have to have size and length to them? Not about wide receiver. I did not ask them about wide receiver. The only thing that they still seem to be confident about is we need big corners, big safeties, because everybody else has got big receivers. Um, but then when you talk to people in the front office, they go, we need some juice on offense. Right. So if, say, the kid from Boston College, who is not, you know, 6'5 or whatever, if he brings you juice, then why not use him? Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, remember last year they were talking about, what's, what's your boy from the USFL? 
the return kid. Oh, Turpin. 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 Yeah. Kevante Turpin. Stephen Jones was talking about Kevante Turpin as if he's going to be, you know, Mel Renfro or some, excuse me, Mel, 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 Mel Carr or whatever the heck. Yeah. So, and they never even used them. Yeah. So that's a kid right there that they could use, you know, on jet sweeps. He could run him out of the slot, all kinds of stuff. And they never did that. And that's whose fault is that? Kellen Moore. So, so Mike McCarthy, I'm sure he's looking at Kevante Turpin like, yeah, I could have used this guy a lot more. Now, now when I talked to Stephen Jones about the personnel, he never mentioned Kevante Turpin in terms of we got to use him more. So when you mentioned about the slight in terms of height when it comes to the receiver, builds, yeah. The build, it wouldn't surprise me if they got a shorter receiver because now Mike McCarthy's like, I'm going to use this dude. Because we didn't use Kevante Turpin last year. Like we said, we were supposed to use him. If you guys remember, we've been talking about using Tony Pollard out of the pass, in the passing game since he stepped foot at the star. Yes. Right. And it finally happened this past year, and, and now Kellen Moore is gone. And that's another reason why Mike McCarthy's like, how long does it take you to, to figure this out? You know? Remember during the season, we were trying to figure out why Michael Gallup wasn't getting any run. And McCarthy said, you know what? we got to run better routes for him. They got vertical routes going to Michael Gallup. McCarthy told Gallup, we got to use you on, on horizontal routes. we got to get you on the slants. we got to get you some in-cuts and some digs and all those kinds of things. So McCarthy, I think, has been seeing this. has been building for the last two years with Mike McCarthy. And when you guys ask me, is it on Dak? No, I think a little bit is on Kellen Moore in terms of what Mike McCarthy wanted to see. Sure. And you should give some credit to Kellen Moore. Look, I like Kellen Moore, you know, but we all but those two losses to the 49ers at the end of the season, that's an indictment on him. Well, it's never easy putting a mock draft together. I love that you pumped one out today. You went with uh, oh, Os- God. Osiris Torrance, <laughs> the guard from oh. Florida oh, for yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, do, do you want to share with us what went into the thinking here? Yeah, because the last couple of years, you know, these things are never easy. So the Cowboys have always drafted the best player available. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's how they got Diggs. That's how they got Parsons. You know what I'm saying? Lamb. That's what they do. That's what CD, exactly. And so you figure when they get down to 26, if that, if that Osiris Torrance is there, you put him right next to uh, uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Smith. He's your left guard. You know what I'm saying? And, and you don't have – because right now there's a possibility they, they could move Tyler Smith back to guard to accommodate Tyron Smith, who's supposed to be coming back. You know, which I think is crazy, but, hey, it's not my money. It's Jerry's money. So if you, if you have the best player available at that spot, which is how I did the draft, you get yourself a guard, put him right there next to – Tyler Smith and keep it moving, and then you figure out who your tackles are between Steele and, and uh, Tyron Smith on the right side. Because I think Tyler Smith is either going to be a strong left tackle or maybe slide in the left guard. But in terms of what we're asking, what we're talking about, get your guard, put him right there. He's a week one starter next to Tyler Smith and keep it moving. Heck, I, I love the sound of that. Adding offensive line in a year sounds like a great plan to me. Now, just to uh, house clean a little bit, how about extension talks? It's been in the media quite a bit. How mm-hmm. sure are you, Calvin Watkins, that, that another contract will be done eventually? You talking about for number four? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to get it. Doc believes he's going to get it. Stephen Jones has said, all we got to do is wake up in the morning and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. So it's all about moving, you know, it's all about adding probably another two years to what's already on there. 
lowering the cap figure probably for this year, making that work. So, you know, they have until the 17th, I believe, when the, when the league year starts to get under the cap. So I'm sure a lot of those things will – I wouldn't be surprised if it happens before the start of the league year. Cool. But Dak Prescott will get the extension at some point because the Cowboys – believe that he is the man for the job whether we whether we agree or not terrific reporting once again sir we can't thank you enough for giving us uh, your insights and we look forward to to following your coverage throughout the offseason and into next year hey i appreciate you guys um you know anytime you need me i'm here awesome there he goes <laughs> thank you calvin Watkins. morning news Thanks, salute guys. to you sir uh, uh as our coverage continues here on your home of the cowboys and rangers 105.3 the fan yeah, quite quite sure uh, Dak's going to get a contract maybe in the next, what, 10 days. And next week to 10 days, we, we could have something. And maybe without all the fanfare, the team and the agent are just going to hammer this thing out. Let's add two years and let's let's move on, uh, you know, with, uh, with a little bit more flexibility for the team. I, I think that's the most important thing right now is freeing up enough to build a team around them. Uh, Chia Fallon, we have a hodgepodge coming up next. Where are we going with that, sir? I, th- I thought Jerry was going to be the owner in sports that was most interested in accommodating his fans, but uh, Jerry's going to have to move over. There's a new sheriff in town. That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Hope you're having a great day. It is time now for a sports hodgepodge. A lot has happened in, in the NFL today, and uh, we're here to talk about that and so much more. Uh, segments brought to you by the Frankels. There is a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Frankel and Frankel. Consultation's always free at truckwreck.com. Here's the chief. Eric. Okay, so we were in Oxnard. We know that Jerry took care of us with the facilities, man. Porta John's unlike anything we've ever seen before. It's yeah. like, wow, this guy's really taking care of uh, of his customers 
and uh, his people. And it seems like maybe we have a guy that is going all in on this uh, in the sports world from an ownership standpoint. And it's something that needs to be addressed. And we certainly will hear momentarily. But big news of the day, you have Daniel Jones agreeing to a four-year, $160 million deal with the Giants. And then they go ahead and tag Saquon Barkley. So they're throwing all the money at that duo, at least for one year for Barkley, and then for four years for Daniel Jones. Uh, You have Lamar Jackson getting the non-exclusive franchise tag from the Ravens, meaning he gets $32 million this year if he plays on it. Uh, But he can negotiate with other teams. And if they come to an agreement, then Baltimore will have a few days to match that. And if they decide not to, then Lamar Jackson will go to whatever team signed him. And the Ravens will get two first-round picks from the team that signed him. The interesting thing, though, is uh, shortly after getting the news of Lamar Jackson getting the franchise tag and being able to negotiate with other teams, a lot of insiders for respective teams and, and national insiders uh, just keep tweeting out, so-and-so team's not interested in Lamar Jackson. So-and-so team's not interested in Lamar Jackson. And it's gone all the way up to like six or seven teams now that are like basically willing to put their name on the fact that they are not interested in Lamar Jackson. And so Twitter is a buzz and everybody's uh, talking about collusion and everybody's uh, up in arms. How, how could this possibly be the case? Daniel Jones is getting paid. Derek Carr is getting paid. What's the deal with Lamar Jackson? And it certainly is a fair question. Uh, my initial reaction is, I mean, let's not believe everything we read here. I mean, it, it, okay. it's like, Good point. let's let's not sit here and just act like, okay, take it at face value, so-and-so team's out, so-and-so team's out. Like, it is still a quarterback. It is still a, a premium talent at the position, and I am just not buying the idea that all these teams are out of him well, uh, or out on him. I'm with you, but when it's agents like David Mulligetta, who represents Deshaun Watson, that's tweeting out, it sounds like collusion to me, that's when it's like, okay, maybe this has legs. That's what makes it so interesting is Deshaun Watson just had this massive bidding war for a player that hadn't played in a year and had all this chaos around him. It seems weird that there would be no market for Lamar Jackson. So is it collusion? Are teams still interested in its bad reporting? Um, you know, or or do the two first round picks scare people off? I don't want to give Lamar Jackson fully guaranteed five years and, and surrender two first-round first picks. I'd rather hang on to my picks and draft a quarterback that gives me a chance to operate in the rookie quarterback window. There's so many interesting possibilities here. But the idea of collusion is fascinating that NFL teams might just be like, no, we don't want to make an offer because the Deshaun Watson thing set us back so far that as a group we've decided we're we're not going to be pushing the envelope at all with fully guaranteed deals. So Lamar Jackson and your mom agent, it's a non-starter. We want nothing to do with this world of pursuing it. And, you know, every quarterback deal like raises the bar. So the next team that does it, it it's kind of and I think that is collusion. I I I, I think that I, could yeah. be collusion. Yeah, and, and I yeah. think that's just the the first negotiation tactic where hey, we're going to let you know on the front end here, nobody's down for your fully guaranteed. So you and your mom need to go ahead and get over that. And maybe they already have. Maybe we're overstating the idea of how much they really want this fully guaranteed contract because we know that was heavily reported last year, but it's not like something that's consistently reiterated. Oh, and by the way, Lamar Jackson, it's just kind of a conventional thought around this whole thing. But who knows the status of Lamar Jackson and his mom really actually feeling like this is this is an end-all, be-all situation, guaranteed contract. 100%, which is weird to me that these teams wouldn't at least speak with him. Right. Like they're just already we're getting reports that they're out. 
before they even just meet with him. That's the that's the heavy handedness in which all these owners are dead balls set on the idea that we're not doing the fully guaranteed. So we'll come out and just say, I mean, I can say today that I'm I'm out on you, and then tomorrow not be out on you. Sure. So I I just think part of this might be laying down the law across the board. We're not doing a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, like and Lamar, you're asking for too much. Right. And once we get word on that, then I think you'll start to see, okay, all right, now that we know that that is off the table and we don't even have to start this conversation when we welcome you into our facilities to meet you and, and interact with you for the first time, that is already squashed and we're not even talking about fully guaranteed contracts. So I don't know, uh, but I, I fully expect teams to be interested and at some point yeah this is maybe after the draft you know maybe they're thinking they're going to get a will levis and the teams that don't end up with a quarterback will be interested then well and if miami is not able to get a tom brady then that would open the door for the dolphins who technically can't be interested in, in negotiated deal because they don't have a first round pick this year right so they can't even talk to baltimore technically until after the draft i did have this there's a lot of reports coming out of arizona um, right now, Mike Jarecki, who covers the Cardinals, is saying that the Cardinals do have parameters to trade DeAndre Hopkins, but it'll likely be after free agency starts. They are looking to get a second-round pick along with a conditional pick or player in return for Hopkins. That yeah. would be, that, to me, that, you know, I, I had people were asking me on Twitter about, you know, taking – Jackson Smith and Jigba, the Ohio State wide receiver, Hopkins. I'm I'm sitting there thinking if you're the Cowboys, and yeah, what if you do grab an offensive player? What if you do grab one of these tight ends at 26, and then you turn around and move the two, you know, to go get now you now you feel like you've kind of helped your quarterback a little yeah. bit, right? You went out and you got like a legitimate. You go out and you get the the Utah, you know, tight end that we think that you know has got that that kind of that Kelsey ability. You know, to win downfield, and then you add Hopkins, who's a kind of a bad ball catcher, but is, you know, able to run those inside yes. routes and stuff. I, to me, that's the kind of thing that, you know, if I was a team, I, I just challenge them to look and tell me who you got at wide receiver on that on that board in the second round that's better than Hopkins. Yeah, now maybe be it's anyone. it's about the age and it's about paying and all that, but I, I think if you're trying to help your quarterback right now, that would be one that I would surely consider. Yeah, I, I agree, and all of a sudden, if you're looking at your roster and you're thinking, man, now we've got three good tight ends. We've got C.D. Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Gallup, who we're hopeful gets back to the form in which we paid him. Now we got weapons. Yeah, I, I think that would be I think that would be awesome. I would be, I'd be extremely on board with that. I mean, that. you're not giving up the 26th pick of the draft. No, right? that idea you, is incredible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, to me, if you really want to – and you don't have to take a tight end. What if you take that guard from Florida? You know, what if you take like Calvin was talking about? What if you take Torrance, you know, and plug him in there? Now you've helped the offensive line. You've helped him inside at left guard there. You kick Tyron Smith, or excuse me, Tyler Smith. You put him, you know, back at left tackle where he's shown that he could be a, a very, very productive player. You know, there, there's ways that the Cowboys can quickly add, you know, add legitimate playmakers and especially like I say if that's that you don't have to spend a first round pick to get Hopkins that's that's to me is uh you know and how many more years is Hopkins I need I probably should have looked this up has he got two more years on a deal are we in the last year of a deal with with Hopkins Hopkins has two two years left there you go I mean but they you know they they got rid of they got rid of Amari Cooper you know for 
I don't know. I, th- I think that, I think it was personal for Amari Cooper. I don't think it was his play. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of a personal thing myself. So uh, Jets team officials flew out to Green Bay to meet with Aaron Rodgers in person. Um, and it actually might have been to California. I think that's where he's at right now. But either way, they took the the owner, Woody Johnson's private jet, and they flew out to meet with him face-to-face. Aaron Rodgers is, is open to playing with the Jets. He's got respect for Robert, uh, Robert Sala. But defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner, corner, who I believe picked off Aaron Rodgers uh, in their game that they played against each other uh, earlier this year. Uh, he saw that tweet get tweeted out from NFL insiders and he quote tweeted it and said, A, and tagged Aaron Rodgers. He says, I promise if you become a Jet, I won't pick you off in practice and I'll mm. burn the cheese head. <laughs> so it's full hey, it's on a deal. sales pitch right there. I like that recruitment tactic, man. Same. Man, it seems like an A plus all the way around for Aaron Rodgers to go there. Let's just get it done and be done with it. Yeah, I think that's just a, that's a win across the board for everybody. And then yeah. all of a sudden, let's get Brady to Miami and let's just take this AFC East and make it star studded. Holy cow! With wow. Josh Allen, Bill Belichick, Brady, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. All of a sudden, Matt Jones is like, "What am I doing <laughs> yeah, here, dude? That would be a ton of fun." <laughs> okay, speaking of a ton of fun, I think going to Clippers games over the next uh, well fifty years plus is going to be pretty dang sweet. They broke ground on their new uh, arena called the Intuit Dome. And they it's 23-year naming rights for the Intuit Dome. That's a software company. But uh, $1.2 billion arena, 18,000 seat, and it's going to be opening in Inglewood in 2024. And you're looking at 44,000 square feet LED halo scoreboard, 80,000 square feet outdoor plaza. And, uh, quote, the wall, which is compromised or, or comprised of 51 uninterrupted rows of seats, including a dedicated supporters section, whatever that means. Plus, they're taking deposits now for new premium suites, uh, and that is going to be courtside cabanas, backstage bungalows, and halo suites. Uh, and the renditions of this thing look pretty awesome and futuristic and seem like a pretty dang expensive good time. Uh, so all that being said, the number one selling point and the thing that their owner, Steve Ballmer, is most fired up about is the quantity of toilets. Yeah, this very dude, important. This guy's ready to accommodate his people in a huge way. Over double the amount of toilets of any other NBA arena. He is very passionate about this. Here is the the frantic, energetic, billionaire owner of the Clippers, Steve Ballmer, <laughs> rocking a construction vest and the hard hat to break ground today. He got in front of a microphone, and he was just hyped about the facilities. Toilets! 1,160 <laughs> toilets and urinals. Three times the NBA average number of toilets and urinals. We do not want people waiting in line. We want them to get back to their damn seats. Hmm. Uh, at the end of the half, before the game, clocks. <laughs> he is fired That's up. That's cool. That's pretty darn cool. It's pretty darn cool. You're talking about a 27 to 1 fan to toilet ratio at the Intuit Dome. And it's like, hey, take care of your business. Don't miss a play. That's perfect. Over a yeah. thousand toilets. And this is huge. This is very progressive. This is pretty much for the ladies, isn't it? Like our, our I've never had a problem using the restroom at an event. I hope in, they put the, the Japanese toilets You go through the exit. There. To get into, yeah, you can always do that trick yeah. as well. Sneak into the in, into the back there, but you feel bad for those ladies. You know, sometimes yeah, they're no, out there that, for twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, 
you know, trying to get back to their seat, having to use the restroom. Plus, you can drink more if you know there's good bathroom access. And that's a huge plus for sports fans as Very well. Very true. 100%. Yeah. And you can eat more. You can comfortably know that any decision I make, yeah. there, I have an out Both. like within striking distance uh, at all times. I'm not going to be waiting in any lines. We're chili dogging. We're stinking is, distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. This so that, is cool. Man, the ROI on those toilets is, is, is uh, it's par- it's parabolic what it is yeah it's exponential it, it absolutely is so uh shout out to steve balmer for being the uh, the stud owner for the clippers that he is 1160 toilets and urinals three times the nba average and teams so. are doing some great work with with these sports uh restrooms these days you used to walk in it was like a damn cattle call we were down at the alamo dome a saturday night for that uh, girls basketball final and going into an old spot like that at the Alamo Dome where it's it's old school, it's unsettling. It's like, wow, I, I can't believe uh, this is what people had to do for, for so many years. And we were used to it. Now you walk into the AAC, it's luxurious. Yeah. Shoot, you go into the restrooms up there in that, in that club, what do they call it, the Lexus Club or the Jack Daniels Club or something? Boy, it, it's like a five-star hotel restroom in there. You'd rather go I'm there than it. your oh. own home sometimes. It is. It's that good. <laughs> yeah. They have they have like the the full like doors like uh you know that 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 all the way close like <laughs> ceiling to floor. Oh wow! If you got a deuce, fully, yeah, fully. yeah you're, you're going. Oh, you're yeah. chilling. You know, you you could you could uh, spend twenty minutes in there and totally if they, relax. If they would have do, would they would play like music or loud music or something so you couldn't hear sound effects. That would be. I think <laughs> that, that would be nice next as well. Step. You know, if they knew you were yeah. the minute you sat yeah, down and they started blaring like uh, you know hell's bells or something <laughs> like. <laughs> that you know and you just that way it drowned out any of your kind of great stuff. song i yeah. do i do love the idea of dawson getting set to go to a mavs game and deciding i'm not going to drop the deuce that i need to drop right now at the house that's a proper throne right there <laughs> buddy the cool toilets of the game babe come on let's go <laughs> i looked this up real lying. quick going back at that non-exclusive tag it's only happened one time in the league 1998 sean gilbert defensive tackle for the uh washington commanders Really? For two first round picks, so it's that's only the only time. He got to Detroit, didn't he? Happened. Yeah, he went to two. Detroit and played horrible. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. He was uh, he went to Carolina. Carolina and played Carolina. Horrible. That's and right. That, yeah, two first round picks went from Carolina to the Commanders for him. Yeah, it's very and, interesting. As Lamar Jackson is available, would you give up two ones in a fully guaranteed contract to get him? I think I would if I was Washington. It, it's it's an incredibly easy decision. We're both these picks are going to be in the twenties because with this defense and Lamar Jackson, we're going to be a playoff team. And you just hope that that doesn't happen. I think we're rejoicing the Daniel Jones deal as the Giants go four and one sixty with him, though. I, I don't know how that can how, how that can be sustainable and, and build a quality roster around him. Now we got to run, though, Nation. It's time to cross talk with the get right. We'll see what Reggie has cooking next. The Nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you, Lucius. Okay, so the tourists crossing the border into Mexico were mistaken for people that had been violating the cartel's territory. Apparently... A bunch of like rogue drug dealers had been selling meth along that border. So when those four people came across a couple of days ago, that truck pounced on them by a a case of mistaken identity. 
and unfortunately, uh, two lost their lives. The one gal was was trying to go to a tummy tuck surgery south of the border. You know, they have that uh, surgery tourism or, or whatever it is. You can get things done uh, much cheaper. And uh, the U.S. is now elevating uh, them, especially along the border, as a, a dangerous state, a uh, dangerous country uh, to travel to as uh, tensions are high uh, once again down there. But uh, very sad. You know, luckily, two of them got to survive. One of them, though, was still shot in the leg. So three of them shot. And the, the one lady uh, lost uh, two family members. Just an incredibly a tragic story down there. But cartel, very powerful. Man, the video of them getting dragged into that oh, car. It's unbelievable. And, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. is that is horrific stuff, man. An- another video surfaced of, of them interrogating a group of people that were being accused of trafficking through that region uh, recently. So they were apparently uh, hunting out the competition, uh, which is just a, a terrifying world to to be a, a part of and we hope everybody has uh you know the the best of times when when visiting mexico i had a, I had a glorious time down there a couple hey once ago. you tell me the cartel kind of runs this area i'm out yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna find somewhere else to pitch yeah. my block yeah. Yeah. there's no I'm bogo out. tummy yeah. tuck offer that's gonna get me go, there man. i'm gonna fly into the to yeah. the resort Maybe i don't know really across the border even though terrence williams is dominating in tijuana i wouldn't he mind is. going and, and watching him play here comes the get right here reggie and is it kg no kg's on vacation yeah kg's still on a boat uh will chambers okay. is hustling his keister over here i believe he is fighting through track he's probably listening to us right oh at yeah this he's moment. always toloing will will chambers uh looking forward to this show here tonight what do you guys have planned uh it's it's a show it's a show uh no we'll t- we'll give you our Mavs panic meter at 720 mm. and also give you some questions for the NBA stretch run at 820. So a little bit of uh, basketball, but obviously we'll get into it. We'll get some notes from the combine, maybe duel some mock drafts. You know, oh, yes. we, got, we got some we got some stuff planned for you. I like that uh, a lot. OK, Mavs panic meter for for me. Yeah, I, I guess it's pretty high, although there is some hope, right? The 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 close games, all these games being decided in the final 10 seconds. If we can get inspired and get on a run and have good defense and effort being contagious, there is still a chance. But I, I'd say I'm a solid eight right now Ooh. on a scale of one to ten. I'm pretty panicky around these yeah, maps, I'm, almost to the point of giving up and acceptance. I'm, I think I might be in that state. I'm of there. Yeah. I think I'm there. I've accepted the fact that this team's probably not making a deep run, and it's likely that they they could be one and done. I just don't see the defense improving at all. I think that they're just going to have to outscore you. Which is possible when you've got two studs like Luka and Kyrie. They're a blast to watch. Um, they're must tune in every night. But I just don't think I don't think you can be as bad as they are on defense and be a legitimate contender. What are you hoping to see tonight, Reg? As they host the Jazz. Oof. Uh, well, I mean, a win to begin with. Your next eight games are against like various levels of competition in the West, and that starts tonight with the Utah Jazz. But um, yeah, I think really to see some level of consistency within the game plan that they have built, which is. Understanding that your defense isn't going to be good, maybe seeing if you can pl- have people give effort on defense and you know be some level of decent, and then also the offense can't afford to like stumble at all. You, I need to be able to see that you can put full blasters in on the offense on any given night, no matter who you're playing against. So like for me, just the idea, of, like the concept has been set right when you went and traded for Kyrie, you got rid of uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, you got rid of more importantly Dorian Finney-Smith, right. You were in this place where you were all gas, no brakes. I need to be able to see that that is, in fact, all gas <laughs> and maybe, you know, have a little yeah. bit of brakes. Some Do of that. You, Full blasters, baby. That's right. Do you think that this is... As a, you can tell, I, I just pulled that out of my love it, back dude. pocket. Yeah, that's, yeah. My second favorite, that's my second favorite thing you've said. Because you it? said keister. And it's one keister, of my favorite. Yeah, keister is, is the best synonym for butt. 
out there. Mm-hmm. I do like Tukas. But Tukas is strong. When it comes to uh, like the effort on the defensive side of the floor, do, do you see this thing really improving much? Oof, that's a... Effort-wise, I can see you get improved with effort. Uh, when it comes to like actual defensive quality, not that much. But one thing that the Mavs did, they went really deep last year based off of the idea that everybody's going to be connected, know where you are. And then they did a lot of that like crashing in where you could see them kind of scrunched in. And at any given point, you could see five guys maybe having a foot touch in the paint, which kind of will help replace the idea that you don't have like a backstop. You don't have a guy in the paint that will be able to you know deter folks. But if you have a whole bunch of bodies there, you can make it tough for people to drive in. You saw some of that against the Suns where you saw Josh Koji taking a whole bunch of shots because they were like, we're not going to let you get to the paint easily. If you want to take difficult shots, do that. So I would like to see some of that. Yeah, take something away. (laughs) You know, the Mavs Mavs caught teams that were imploding last year in the playoffs. You know, the the chemistry and the problem. And they, they were a galvanized team and kind of fought through some things. They 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 withstand Luca being out for a couple of games yep. against Utah. And chemistry once, matters a lot. Yeah, chemistry matters a lot. Is is this team imploding because of how they're failing to finish games? The Mavs is there is there a Ooh. lot of doubt in their mind? Like we get in the last five minutes of this game, what could happen to us to f this game up? I don't even know if they're that far. Like this, obviously, there's a lot of guys who have been on this team for a while. But this iteration of the team is fairly new. I don't even know if they're at a place where they can have that thought in their mind. Some of this is also, I need to see this congeal, right? Like the idea that we're still figuring some things out. And, you know, if you started the season with this, this would be the time period where you're still figuring it out. That's all fine and dandy. You don't have that. So no. find a way to accelerate some of that is they, some of where I am. They have not won a last shot game since Kimba Walker against Cleveland. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Think about that. That's tough. Yeah. Okay. Then, and how many times have they been in this last shot situation? Seems like every time they show up, they're yeah. drawing up something to mess up. Four out of the last six games, I think, something yeah. like that. Kimba Walker was the last time in Cleveland that they got a win on a last a last <laughs> that's uh, chance shot. That's an incredible stat. Okay, Raiders are not out on Lamar Jackson. That's the updated report. Chiafalo was dead right, I think. The reports are just false that all these teams are out. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's my guess, at least. I think that's a good read. Okay, uh, thanks so much to Carter Freeman coordinating your video. Uh, Lucius Alexander for Wolchuk and Chiafalo as well. And Brian Broaddus, I'm Gavin Dawson. Till tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the G-Bag Nation at East. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.